Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hello, beautiful people. It's so good to be back podcasting after a short hiatus while I was up-leveling my business and spending some time in Greece at Pussy Mansion. (laughs) For any of you who follow me on social media, you may have seen that I was uh, in Greece on a workcation slash vacation uh, with 15 other sex lover and relationship coaches. And it was absolutely magical and one of the best weeks of my life. And today I just wanted to talk to you about how to handle mismatched libidos. I get a lot of people asking me about how they deal with their partner that's such a lower sex drive than them, or they feel guilty because they're the partner with a lower sex drive and they don't know how to please their partner without feeling like they're uh, compromising, you know, how their body feels at the time. So I just want to start by dispelling a cultural belief that women are lower sex, you know, sex drive. Women have lower sex drives than men. That is absolutely not necessarily true. I talk to women all the time who are sexually frustrated themselves because their male partners um, are the lower uh, sex drive, the lower libido in the relationship. And from personal experience, I know this one very well myself. Um, I've always been the higher libido partner in my relationships, and it's often been a struggle. Uh, So regardless of who's got higher sex drive, okay, is the fact that you need to talk about it. There are so few couples that are actually talking and communicating about sex and their sexual needs in general. I ask people all the time when they ask me, you know, what do I do about it? I'm like, well, have you talked to your partner about it? And it's incredible how many couples have never even had an honest sit down talk about getting their sexual needs met and feeling sexually satisfied with each other. It's unbelievable how many couples are just not even talking about sex together. Uh, hello people. That's kind of the reason you probably got together in the first place. So y'all need to break out of that. Like you got to stop that shit. If you want to have a great sex life over the lifetime with someone, you're going to have to fucking talk about it. So the best way that you can talk to your partner about sex is in what I call safe communication containers. Uh, this is where, you know, you have almost like instructions, right? (laughs) Instructions to communicate uh, through what I call space holding, okay? When you're communicating through a safe container, it helps each of you to drop your guard to feel like you can really open up and express without fearing that your partner is going to attack you, without fearing that they're going to try and fix you, or that they're going to argue with you. A safe container is simply where you come to a mutual agreement that all you're doing is allowing one person to speak for five minutes and then the other person is allowed to speak for five minutes. And when the person speaking is speaking, the person listening, all they are doing is listening, active listening, 
not trying to figure out what they're going to say or respond to because they're not going to be allowed to say or to respond to what the first partner said. This is space holding training. If you or your partner sucks at space holding, then your communication probably sucks ass too. So if you want to be able to communicate in a way that feels great and good and comfortable, where you're not fearing that you're going to get attacked or judged, you have to learn how to hold space for each other. This is absolutely vital if you're going to maintain a long-term relationship with this person and actually be happy in it. So you need to have you know, great communication containers where you can discuss your sexual needs and to talk about them. Okay, now let's talk about uh, what if you are the woman with a higher desire than your partner, okay? The first thing is to don't make your partner responsible for fulfilling all of your sexual needs. Now, I know this one very well because this has been me, right? I used to make my partners unconsciously, like I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I would make them unconsciously responsible for fulfilling my sexual needs. And a lot of the times, anytime I'd be in a long-term relationship, I would just expect to have sex all the time. And I would stop self-pleasuring. I would just stop because I'm like, well, I have a husband, so why do I need a self-pleasure? And so many other women do this too. They stop self-pleasuring because they're married or they have that long-term partner. And it's so important that if you are the higher desire partner, that you maintain a conscious self-pleasure practice. Uh, So this is a really beautiful way to cultivate your sexual energy, um, to work with it and to, you know, feel, let it feel really good inside of your body without feeling like you're having to pull on your partner all the time just to have sex with you. For men, this could mean a conscious masturbation without porn. Okay. For women, this could mean a jade egg practice or using a crystal or glass dildo um, and making self-pleasure like a meditation. That's what I did for the last three years now. (laughs) I learned how to make self-pleasure like my meditation practice. So number one, don't make your partner responsible for filling all of your sexual needs. Number two, have lots of compassion and understanding for your lower desire partner. Okay, a lot of the times our lower desire partners don't understand why they don't have uh, the same desire as you. And a lot of times they will feel guilty or bad about it. If you are the higher desire partner, you need to have a lot of compassion and understanding that this is something that your, your lower desire partner probably doesn't get. It's probably unconscious why they are not like where you are. And they haven't really uh, looked at or really done any work to unearth why there are so much lower desire. Sometimes it's just natural for people to have lower desire. And there's nothing wrong with you having lower desire. It only becomes a challenge when you have a very high desire partner and that higher desire partner doesn't know how to handle the lower desire partner or how to get their needs met in that sort of relationship. So just having lots of compassion and understanding. And uh, the third thing is to support the lower desire partner in eating healthy and exercising regularly. Because honestly, those, that's the most, uh, that's the easiest way to increase desire is to be active and to eat healthy. 
Okay, so you could encourage them to eat healthy and to exercise regularly by working out together. You could go on walks every evening together, uh, light jogs or runs together, just encouraging them to be more active. Okay, and I'm not saying I'm saying to go out and get them a gym membership. That might be a complete smack in the face. Uh, don't do that. But, you know, just encouraging them to stay active or to be one level more active than they currently are can very much help. Okay, and then finding more healthy meal options. So this could be, you know, shopping all organic and bringing in more fruits and vegetables, more superfoods into your diet, eating out less. Uh, where I live, eating out is super common. So if you're eating out a lot, uh, if you're anywhere in the South, probably not a good idea. Okay, stop eating out so much because it's not healthy at all, unless you're going to like you know, health food restaurants, like who has health food restaurants? I mean, maybe if you live in California, but there's not, not a lot of those where I live. Uh, so stop eating out so much, you know, encourage uh, you and your partner to make meals together, to program meals together, they're more um, healthy for you. Okay, now the fourth thing you could do if you are the higher desire partner is to offer your lower desire partner a penis or pussy massage instead of sex. Uh, maybe it's the connection, the intimacy that you're really craving as the higher desire partner. And, you know, maybe you want sex too, but if your lower desire partner isn't available for that or they're not down, then you can offer the pussy or penis massage. If you want more information on those, you can check out episode 36 for pussy massage and episode 44 of the podcast for penis massage. Okay, now the fifth thing as the higher desire partner that you can do is to learn how to use your sexual energy for other things. In the Taoist tradition, you learn to source all of your energy for life from your sexual energy. And this can help to make you feel radiant, vibrant, and alive. Oftentimes when people feel overwhelmed by life or they feel so stressed out and they feel so worn out all of the time, it's because you you know all that energy for life that you've been putting out if you're not replenishing it with your sexual energy a, the first place that you're going to draw from is your sexual energy just to do life this is why if you feel depleted sexually then it's probably because you're depleted in the other areas of your life as well so you learn how to activate sexual energy by Working with a jade egg, for example, learning how to cycle it through the body so that you've got an activated sexual energy, you know, activated energy body to work with. And then once you've got it activated, then you can cycle it through your body and learn to store it to use this energy whenever you want. So storing sexual energy is super helpful, especially if you're in a creative profession or you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, because you can use your sexual energy to create new things, uh, to fuel, you know, endeavors in your life that are going to take an excessive amount of energy, like getting pregnant and having a baby, right? All right. So if you are a woman with lower desire than your partner, and you struggle with wanting sex at all. The first and best thing that you can do, and I know this is gonna be hard to hear, but it's to schedule sex with yourself or with your partner and just do it anyway. 
Now, of course, I want you to pay attention to your body and I want you to feel a yes from your body. Okay. I don't want you to ever force your body to do something it doesn't want to do. But if your body is down with it and you're just like, I just don't feel like it, then you need to do it anyway. Because when you actually, the more sex that you have, the more you want it. It's a positive feedback loop. And this is just because when you're, the more that you're having sex, the more feel good hormones that are flowing through your body, which triggers you to want more of that. So it is a positive feedback loop. Sometimes to get out of a rut, uh, you know, you'll hear couples that go to marriage counseling or therapy together or whatever, and if they haven't had sex for a while and they're trying to figure things out, one of the first things people, you know, the therapist will tell them to do is just schedule sex and just freaking have it. <laughs> and it's, you know, obviously again, don't override your body's response, but sometimes there can just be an initial resistance. Like, well, I just don't desire it. Sometimes to ignite that desire, all you need to do is have it. Okay. Now the second thing, if you are the lower desire partner is to get more active. Like I mentioned earlier, regular exercise is super amazing for increasing libido. Exercising regularly and doing cardio-based exercise, number one thing to boost libido. Uh, depression and stress are the number one libido killers, and exercise helps reduce, reduce both of those tremendously. So when you exercise, you have those feel-good hormones running through your body as well, just like after you have sex, okay? And you have less cortisol running through your body. And when you have excess cortisol, that is your sexual libido smasher right there. If you're super stressed out and overwhelmed, no wonder your sex drive is missing in action. Uh, you have to find a way to dispel that stress and the overwhelm. And the best way you can do it is through regular exercise, at least 30 minutes, three times a week, more if you can. Okay. The third thing, if you are the lower desire partner, is to just eat healthier, like I mentioned before too. So making sure that you're eating a variety of superfoods uh, with lots of good, lots of different colors and varieties of um, vegetables and fruits, and then aphrodisiac foods. Let me tell you a little bit about some of those. Oysters, raw oysters, one of the best aphrodisiacs out there. Dark chocolate, bananas and watermelon, maca, avocados, goji berries, pomegranates, my favorite fruit other than pineapple, and honey. Okay, now the fourth thing, if you are the lower desire, is to know you and your partner's love language, okay? Many people, uh, women in particular, need continual turn-on throughout the day in order to feel sexual desire, okay? If they don't have this continual turn-on, and, you know, like their partner just expects them to just be turned on, mm -mm, doesn't usually work. <laughs> For most women, that is not how it works. Okay. So you really need to understand you and your partner's love language. So this was a book that came out, oh my God, when I was a teenager, I think, uh, that, you know, basically taught how people have uh, different ways of knowing that they're loved. For some people, it's physical touch. Others, it's acts of service, or it's words of affirmation, or it's gifts, or it's spending quality time with each other. 
Uh, for me, it's physical touch. I need to be touched all the time. I know that I'm loved when I'm touched. And when my partner goes out of his way to give me a massage or to give me a hug and a squeeze or to hold me, uh, that's how I know that I'm loved. So if you are not that, if you are someone that knows you're loved when you received gifts and your partner's always trying to touch you, uh, that's the way that they're expressing love to you is through touch, but that's not the way that you're receiving it. So you might not feel turned on throughout the day if your partner doesn't understand your love language because they're not speaking your language, they're speaking theirs and the radio frequencies aren't matching. Okay, so they might be showing you love, but it's just not in a way that you're receiving it or that you know how to receive it. So super important that you and your partner understand each other's love language. Um, okay, number five is to start a JDEG practice. If you are the lower desire partner, there is, other than regular exercise and eating healthy, there's literally nothing I could give you or tell you to do that can unlock dormant desire. Uh, so libido is often hidden under conditioning which is a body-mind thing, but it's also hidden under how much we don't pay attention to our pussies. Now, take that in for a minute, okay? We have, you know, a lot going on in our heads around why we don't have desire or why our desire is really low, but we also just don't pay attention to our pussies because we were taught uh, from when we were very young to disconnect from this part of ourselves. So when you are doing and starting a JDEG practice, you're bringing sensate focus to your genitals through that powerful practice. And the more that you focus on something, the more you're signaling to your mind that this is important. I should pay attention to this. That's why when you have a physical JDEG and you're doing different squeezes and releases and different breathwork practices with it, you are training your brain to pay attention to your pussy. Okay, your pussy has a mind of its own. It has its own voice. It is a part of you. And it's incredible how many women have never like even, even asked <laughs> their pussies for consent uh, to be touched or penetrated from themselves, much less a partner. So it's about fucking time, ladies, that we start to reconnect to this part of our body that is so wise that will never lead you astray. There is no part of anything, there's nothing I've ever done that my pussy told me to do. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to many of you. There's nothing I've, I haven't done that my pussy told me to do that did not lead to absolutely incredible experiences and things, okay? So you have to begin to make that connection back to your pussy. And when you do, you will often unlock desire, unlock more pleasure than you've ever felt in your life before. So yes, ladies, the biggest thing with mismatched desire levels is that you understand what you can do about it and have open and honest talk and communication about what you need and desire with your partner. So I encourage you to go have that conversation today uh, with your partner and to talk to them about, are you happy with your sex life? Like, when's the last time you had that conversation? Talk about it. Get it out, out in the air. You know, it's probably an elephant sitting in the room right now. There's no need to have that. This is the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with. Let's just 
put our big girl panties on and have the conversation. Okay. Because you don't need to be suffering one more day being sexually unsatisfied or unfulfilled. Uh, you deserve to be turned on alive to feel fucking amazing and radiant and the best version of yourself you could possibly be. All right, ladies, love you all. Thanks so much for joining. And I'll be back next week with some juicy stuff. Can't wait to share. All right, bye.